There's a story about a very, very good girl Named of all things Mary And how her great virtue Was rewarded by an exceptionally good fairy And the beginning of our story Is laid in the town of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania And why I'm singing this in recitative I will explain to you this recitative is just to attract your ear, so as you'll put down what you're doing and listen to this story instead of continuing to do what you were doing. Any old program could open with this kind of an announcement. From Hollywood tonight, the Columbia Workshop presents Elsa Lanchester as Mary and Ruth Gordon as an exceptionally good fairy in Mary and the Fairy. A new fable for radio written and directed by Norman Corwin as program number 17 in the cycle 26 by Corwin. As I say, any old program could open with that kind of an announcement, but this isn't any old program. This is the story of Mary Pooter, a good girl who worked at the perfume counter in a five and ten cent store and took to heart everything she read and everything she saw and everything she heard. Consequently, she was worried about what four out of every five have, and coffee nerves and pink toothbrush and dry skin and telltale signs and she was afraid of offending and of what might happen if she didn't insist on the name. Also, she was careful to eat things that were extra good, and whose crispy, tangy deliciousness and wholesome mellowness gave one added pep and overcame that tired feeling. And one morning, while she was reading the paper on her way to work, she found on page four, between a trunk murder in column two and a Japanese threat in column four, the following ad. Be smart. Eat crinkly, crunkly bread. The national defense food. Kiddies fight for it. Men love it. With new added vitamins A, B1, and D. Nature's own all-out campaign to build sturdy bodies and strong nerves. Insist on crinkly crunkly. Even while she was reading it, Mary made a mental note to insist on crinkly crunkly when she got home from work that night. But what really absorbed her and started this story was the announcement of the crinkly crunkly contest at the very bottom of the advertisement. How would you like five wishes granted absolutely free of charge by Crinkly Crunkly's own good fairy? Enter the Crinkly Crunkly contest today. Send in 25 wrappers of Crinkly Crunkly's delicious wholesome Scotch brand bread with a letter of exactly 50 words explaining why you like it. The contest is open to all persons except employees of the Crinkly Crunkly Vitamin-Rich National Defense Baking Company, Incorporated. Mary believed implicitly in this announcement, and was well that she did, for every word of it was true. Crinkly Crunkly stood behind its trademark, for it was an old established company since 1881, and it would never have had the crust to try to fool the public. Well, anyway, when Mary got home tired from work that night, she bought 25 loaves of Crinkly Crunkly and made a neat pile of the wrappers. Twenty-two. Twenty-three. Oh, dear. I smell like a bake shop. Twenty-four. Twenty-five. And then she sat down and composed a letter of exactly 50 words, which took her exactly four hours and 11 minutes. There. C stands for creamy richness, R for rare deliciousness, I for ideal, 
N for nature's favorite. K for kiddies who love it. L for lusciousness. Y for yumminess. C-R-I-N-K-L-Y put them together and they spell crinkly, but that's only half of it. For full quality, I always insist on crinkly, crunkly. And Mary sent the entry off. And to her great surprise, four days later, she received a registered letter. Miss Mary Pooter, 1674 Maple Street, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. My dear Miss Pooter... Congratulations. Your letter has won the Good Fairy Contest for this week. As the makers of nature's own all-out bread, we're privileged to inform you that the crinkly, crunkly Good Fairy will call on you next Wednesday evening at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Savings Time and will be ready and eager to grant you five wishes. We hope that you will make good use of your wishes and enjoy them to the fullest. Thanking you for your loyalty to our product and again congratulating you for your splendid original letter, we are pleased to remain yours very cordially, Buddington Hewlett, President. B-H-A-B, Form 32, U-O-P-W-A, Local 62. Oh, dear, now what? I've gone and won the Good Fairy Contest. The Good Fairy is going to visit me. And so the Good Fairy called upon Mary by Good fairy now, and very punctual. Uh, Mary Pooter live here? Yes, I'm Mary Pooter. Uh-huh, well, I'm the good fairy from the Crinkly Crunkly Bread Company. I was expecting you. Won't you come right in? Thank you. This place isn't very attractive, I know, but I'm getting a new slip cover for the sofa next week. Won't you sit down? Thank you. Now, Miss Pooter, if you'll sign these papers, we can get started immediately on your wishes. I have to be out of here by nine because I have three more calls to make in this district tonight. Oh, uh, where do I sign them? Uh, right on the bottom where it says X. Now, uh, this one's a company quit claim in case by any chance you should wish to get in some kind of accident so the company won't be held responsible. I see. And uh, this one's a report I have to turn into the head of my department to show I was here. Oh, yes. And this is the last one, giving us the right to use your name among the endorsers of CCRB. CCRB? Uh, crinkly, crunkly raisin bread. Oh, it's a new product to be added to the line effective September 15th. Oh, yes, I see. Heaven's sakes, I feel so important signing all these papers. Thank you very much. Now, Miss Pooter, will you kindly state your first wish? Well, I, I don't exactly know how to say it. But, well... Oh, are you embarrassed about something? Yes, ma'am. Well, why should you be embarrassed? Because, well, you see, you don't look like a real fairy to me. Well, what did you expect I'd look like? Well, I thought at least you'd have wings. Kind of shiny-like. And you'd be dressed all in white and have a magic wand or something. But I do have wings and a wand. Here, let me take off my wrap. I always fold my wings back under my wrap or it would be too conspicuous. There, see? Oh, 
How nice. They're very pretty. Like dragonfly wings. May I touch one, please? Oh, uh, well, yes, but don't you stroke it against the grain. Oh, my. It's beautiful. They're shorter than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, that's because I'm an amphibian fairy. I don't fly much. Amphibian? Uh, yeah. And uh, here's my magic wand. I have to keep it in the case with a zipper because it gets dusty and loses its ultra-short wave powers. When you make a wish, I tap you with it on the forehead. Oh, like a baton, isn't it? Yeah, well, now I'm afraid we'd better get on with your wishes because my time's short. What's your first wish? Well, you see, I, uh... Well, ma'am, I come from a very poor family, and we... Uh, sorry, but in money matters, we have a maximum fortune agreement with the federal government for which we don't grant wishes for fortunes in excess of $25. Because, of course, of the obvious inflationary result, if we permitted every contest winner to become a millionaire. Well, that's all right. I was just going to wish for some of the things I had to miss because I had to quit high school in the second year to work in an office. Oh, you mean you want a high school diploma? Oh, no. I'd like to sound more educated, that's all. You know, to be able to talk about plays and books and culture and all things like that. And not be, well, a, a wallflower... I'm the kind of girl that men forget. Mm-hmm, I see. Well, of course, I'm very sorry, but we can't grant any complex wishes. No, only just one thing at a time. Now, uh, you want to know all about plays? No, not exactly. I, I just want to talk better. Speak better. Hmm. Rhythmic-like. Instead of the way I do. You want to put that in the form of emotion? No. I I think I have enough emotion, all right. But the trouble with me is... That now, uh, you repeat after me. I do hereby move the good fairy. I do hereby move the good fairy. Grant me several wishes. To grant me several wishes. First thing. The first being... Make the speech more rhythmic. To make my speech more rhythmic. Mm-hmm. Now I do touch thee, Mary Pooter, with my magic wand. <laughs> now speak. I don't feel any different. No little tingling about the lips? No, ma'am, I don't feel a thing. Yeah, apparently it didn't take. Well, I'll try it again, a little harder this time. Oh, now I do touch the Mary Poodle with my magic wand. You feel anything now? No. I don't feel a bit different. Oh, oh dear, do you suppose I'm unwishy? No, no. It just takes a little work sometimes to get magic through people's heads. Well, I'll try it again. Now, I do touch thee, Mary Pooter, with my magic wand. Now speak. <laughs> I have the funniest feeling as though I were going up through the ceiling. <laughs> I made a rhyme. Well, then it's worked. That's your rhythmic speech from now I'm on. I'm pretty giddy. What a pity I'm not witty like a city slicker. Then I'd get a man quicker. <laughs> well, you'll improve as you go along. <laughs> now, that takes care of wish number one. You thought about your other wishes? Oh, my, the way I rhyme. Will I talk like this all the time? <laughs> yes, dear. Now, uh, what's your second wish? <laughs> Do you know what I wish? I suppose I'm stupid. 
But I've always had a secret belief in Cupid. I don't suppose it could ever be done. But could I go out with anyone? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's quite feasible. Now, did you have somebody special in mind? Yes. There's an actor on the movies I adore. His name is Ronald W. DeVore. The dream of my life is to have a date with him and to stay up very late with him. <laughs> now I can see I won't get through here tonight. <laughs> All right, I'll grant this wish, but for the others, you have to be here every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock sharp. So as I return, grant you the balance. I have a schedule to stick to. That's all right. Wednesday night. Now I do touch thee, Mary Poodle, with my magic wand. Uh, well, you having a good time, Mary? Oh, wonderful. Like a beautiful dream. Just think all stupid and cream and champagne and all things like that. <laughs> You'd better watch out or you'll get fat. <laughs> uh, Mary, uh, have you always gone around reciting poems like that? Oh, no, I should say not. To the contrary. This is something given me by my good fairy. Your good fairy? Oh, yes. Ain't this padded a boy grass? Well, no, Mr. DeVore. I can cook very well. Oh, hello, Ronnie. Why, oh. Ronnie. Oh, hello, to buddy. you here. Hello, Reggie. Hi. Uh, this is Miss Moore. How do you uh, do? Reginald Morang. How do you do? Mary Pooter. How do you do, Miss Moore, I'm sure? Is he taking good care of you, Miss Pooter? You know, Ronnie's quite a cad, you know. Even if he's a cad, I don't think he's so bad. Um, are you in the greeting card line, Miss Pooter? Oh, no. I handle the perfume counter on the basement floor of the Punxsutawney five and ten cent store. The girls there aren't so bad when you get to know them. Mind if we join you? Um, no, Reggie, I would oh, please sit right down and make yourself to home. Oh, thank you very much. Miss Cooter, have you been in Hollywood very long? No, no, no. I thought I had Where did you pick up this hothouse tourney? I didn't pick her up. She was wished on me. I heard that. I heard what you said. Oh, dear. I can tell that you don't want me here. Now, now wait a minute, Mary. I, oh, no, it's very plain to see that you're just... <laughs> making fun of me. Yes, I know, Mary, but I can't guarantee the behavior of any wish once it's granted. I'm only a fairy, not a police force. Just because I'm not a glamour girl or a movie queen, he made fun of me. I suppose if I'd had ermine wraps and satin pumps or something. Of course, your rhythmic speech didn't help you much, did it? No. That's why I had to use up another wish to get rid of it. Oh, well, I wouldn't feel too bad about Ronald DeVore if I were you. He's a ham anyway, personally. I've always preferred Robert Taylor. Oh, he's nice. I, um... I once hovered over Tyrone Power when he was making a personal appearance in Pittsburgh. He's got nice broad shoulders. Wouldn't mind getting my wings around him. <laughs> well, uh, now, let me see. Well, oh, yes, now, well, what's your next wish, Mary? Well, I've been thinking if I could only be accomplished like those girls who take singing and dancing lessons, then I could become a success and go far. Then men like Ronald D. Vaughan wouldn't snub me. They'd be at my feet. Well, now, uh, what in particular you want to be accomplished in? Of course, if it's on the crinkly, crunkly premium list, I can grant it. Well, 
I've been told at parties and places like that that I've got a very good singing voice. You have? I would like to be a singer and sing. Yeah, well, that can be done all right. But I want to be a great success and be applauded for own cause, if you don't mind. No, no, I don't mind. But, of course, that uses up another wish, you realize. I mean, the applause part of it. Oh, that's all right. Very well, then. Now I do touch thee, Mary Poodle, with my magic wand. E convivare vivo. Vivo. Non e convivare con Non so, non, non so. Convivare vivo, vivo. Sono convivare con was more to your taste, was it? I was a great success, I must admit. But the trouble is, now it's all over. Well, that's all you wished for, wasn't it? Yes, yes, there's something to that. What's your next wish? Well, I... I suppose you'll think I'm silly and romantic, but I would like to spend an evening with a prince. A foreign prince. Hmm, well, that's a hard one. You see, um, the State Department made us promise we wouldn't grant any overseas wishes because of passport technicality. <laughs> that, uh, me see now, uh, would you mind if it's a foreign prince in America? Oh, no, that'd be even better because then I wouldn't have to learn to speak any foreign language, would I? No. Uh, let's go then. No, I do touch thee, Mary Poodle, with my magic wand. <laughs> Don't you think so, Prince? Are you referring to the late lamb or to the music? To all these beautiful, exotic things with which we are surrounded. The sweet music and the flowers and the incense and everything. Oh, my little Marichka, you are the most beautiful girl in the Western Hemisphere. You are like an exquisitely fragrant fleur de feu. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. How come one flatter the orchid? 
You will have some more fine Romanian sleets to drink, no? Waiter, kellner, gazon. Yes, sir, yes, sir. What will it be, Your Excellency? Draginismos, please. My dear Margo, Mujni Trasgos Lovga. What does that mean? Meaning, my dear madam, may I be permitted to kiss your tiny hand? Oh, oh, please go right ahead, friend. <laughs> you must have tickles. <laughs> Tell me, my little princess, you have a great deal of money, no? Money? Yes. Did I understand correctly? You are the owner of a five and ten cent store, no? Oh, no, Prince. That's an exaggeration, I fear. Exaggeration? Yes. I only work there, at the perfume counter. We sell Florida poppy. Arabian jasmine. And lily of the valley. Wouldn't you like to smell some? Draco! Are you swearing at me, princess? Yes, yes, get out! Get out of here, imposter faker! Go at once! But I was angry! Go! Indignity, humiliation, go leave the premises at once! Rosita Golda! Rita Zodrigala! Dosimaya Dora Vitanova! And here I am, five out of, of my wishes used up and, and nothing to show for it. I'm sorry I ever won the crinkly, crunkly, vitamin-rich contest in the first place. <gasps> Mary Porter, oh, how can you say such a thing? I guess I'm just not very smart, that's all. I'll never amount to anything. I know. Gee, I, I wish I was smart. I wish I knew lots and lots. Then I could be the life of the party and nobody would laugh behind my back. I'd have friends at my back and call and be popular in my set. I wish I knew hundreds and hundreds of facts right at my fingertips. Hundreds of them. You really wish that? Yes, with all my heart and soul. Oh, very well, then, well. Now I do touch thee, Mary Porter, with my magic wand. Oh, I feel very strange. Like, like a rush of blood to my head. Yeah, well, it's working now. You're practically an almanac. Heavens! All kinds of new thoughts are, are rushing around the inside my head. The formula for water is H2O. The sun is 93 million miles away. The capital of Montana is Helena. Chantepleur is the name of a French poem addressed to those who sing in this world and shall weep in the next. Hence a mixture of joy and sorrow. The population of Saskatchewan, whose capital is Regina, is 921,785. A cowboy is a boy who tends cows. Quote, a wise man is never less alone than when he is alone. Unquote. Swift, in his essay on the faculties of the mind, Epicurus was a Greek philosopher born in 342 B.C., died 270 B.C. Oh, isn't it wonderful and exhilarating, Miss Fairy? I feel a new woman, almost. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know hundreds of facts right at your fingertips. Will I always be as smart as this, Miss Fairy? Oh, no, dear. Oh, 
didn't you know the crinkly, crunkly wishes are good for only 24 hours? You mean they're only a special offer for a limited period only? Yes. Oh, uh, this bargain offer will not be repeated. Oh, Nats. That means I've used up all my wishes. And tomorrow, I'll just be as dumb as ever. Back where I started from before I entered the crinkly, crunkly contest. I fear I am but a foolish, impulsive girl without hardly a grain of common sense. There, there, now don't take it to heart so, Mary. Why do you think you're a foolish, impulsive girl without hardly a grain of common sense? Well, for example, ma'am, I'm a poor working girl working 48 hours a week for just enough pay to keep alive on and see a moving picture once a week. If I wasn't so impulsive and romantic, I should have right away wished for a raise in pay as soon as you came, so as I could maybe save a little money to buy a pretty dress and look more attractive, so as I'd maybe get a steady boyfriend and not be so lonely and punks the tawny. I really shouldn't have thrown away my wishes on silly things that can never do me any good. Mm-hmm, I think I know what you mean. If I had been ready when opportunity knocked, Miss Fairy... The very first thing I'd have wished for when you came would have been that $25 maximum fortune. Then at least I'd have something to show. Because what good are wishes that are gone in the morning? Like a vanished rose or something. I thought that fairy wishes were wonderful things, which when they came true would make you very happy. Like in a storybook. To be perfectly frank, I'm considerably disappointed. Well, my poor child, don't you know that the only wishes that really matter are those you make come true yourself? Well, magic isn't very good because it's so unreliable. Of course, I don't like to run down my own profession, but if good fairies were able to perform such wonders as they're supposed to, would they have to be working for the crinkly crunkly promotion exploitation department? No, darling, don't you expect magic wands and good fairies to think things out and get things done for you? Think for yourself. Act for yourself. Well, then maybe you won't be so lonely. You'll soon find plenty of others looking for a purpose in life. Maybe among them, well, might be somebody looking for you. I hope you're right, Miss Fairy. Yes, well, got to go now, Mary. Here's a complimentary loaf of... Crinkly, crunkly raisin bread, which we leave behind for every contest winner. Thank you very much. Goodbye, Mary. Goodbye, Miss Fairy. And so, Mary Pooter of 1674 Maple Street, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, had five wishes granted as advertised, plus two extras absolutely free of charge by Crinkly Crunkly's own good fairy. And the honor of the crinkly, crunkly, vitamin-rich National Defense Baking Company, Incorporated, was upheld. For it had kept its word and stood four square behind its trademark, it being an old, established company since 1881. We will now make a concession with the established conventions of this wonderful medium of radio by closing the program 
with the ordinary kind of closing announcement. You have been listening to Elsa Lanchester as Mary and Ruth Gordon as the Good Fairy in Mary and the Fairy, a new comedy written and directed by Norman Corwin as program number 17 in the current Columbia Workshop cycle, 26 by Corwin. Others in the cast were Thurl Ravenscroft as the singing narrator, Hans Conried as the prince, Earl Ross as President Buddington Hewlett, and Frank Graham as Ronnie the movie star. Music was arranged and conducted by Lud Gluskin, and the operatic background for The Farmer in the Dell was furnished by the sportsman. Next week at this time, Columbia will present program number 18 of 26 by Corwin, a new treatise for voice and sound entitled The Anatomy of Sound. The star and sole performer will be the distinguished actress of stage, screen, and radio, Miss Gail Sondergaard. Arthur Gilmore speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.